Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to this issue of Comic Book Tales. Uh, in this issue, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review the Captain America Civil War movie. I did see it over the weekend, and I'm not going to inter- I'm not going to review it in the same way that a lot of other people interview or review it. I say interview. There's nobody here to interview. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm not going to look at it the same way other people have done it. Uh, that that doesn't interest me. I I, I want to know more about what the characters are, are feeling, doing, acting. Um, so this is our first experience with Spider-Man in the MCU. Now, for those of you out there, I know there was Spider-Man in uh, with Tobey Maguire and with um, uh, I can't remember the other guy's name in the Amazing Spider-Man two movies. I, uh, Andrew Garfield. Uh, I know he was out in movie form, but this is the first time he's ex- been experienced in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's a big deal because if you've ever read the Marvel Civil War you know that Spider-Man played a key role. Now, in the movie, he didn't play as big of a role, and the movie didn't adhere strictly to the comic series, and that's okay. We've talked about this in the past. There are limitations in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, both from a um, talent side, you know, you, you don't have enough people to, to um, make a good movie. Uh, too many people makes it hard to follow, i.e. Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. You can't introduce all these new people at once. Um, in the in the comic, Fantastic Four was prominent. Uh, Hank Pym was prominent. Uh, neither was in this movie because, well, Fantastic Four is owned by Fox, and uh, Hank Pym just it didn't feel right to shove him into this movie the way he did. Now Ant Man was there, but not Hank Pym and, and Scott Lang, Ant Man. So I think what we're we're gonna see here is. An expansion of this universe. Now, going into the movie, there were a lot of spoilers expecting Captain America to get killed because in the comics, he did. He got killed during the Civil War. That didn't happen. So the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, is Captain America going to get killed? Is this how Chris Evans goes out? Is this what's going to happen? And he didn't get killed. And that's a good thing because what I realized as I was watching this movie, and and I I like all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. and We've reviewed them. I've talked about them. I didn't love Captain America as a character in the comics. I accept him. I know he's key and integral to the Marvel comics, and he's important in all that, but he's his series has been canceled numerous times and brought back, and he's been killed, and he's old, and all these things that just aren't interesting. But I got to give it to the Russo brothers. Um, the first Captain America movie was okay. It was pretty good. Winter Soldier and Civil War... I liked. I liked them a lot. Uh, I liked the dialogue. I liked the interaction with the characters. I thought there was just enough shoehorning of characters in to make it interesting, but not too much to make it too interesting or too boring or whatever you want to say. I really liked the integration of everything in there. And it felt, for a period, it felt like I was watching an Avengers movie because it did feel like the Avengers and the new Avengers team was there. But you didn't have Thor, you didn't have Hulk. There was a reference to Hulk, there was a reference to Thor. Neither one showed up in the movie. And that's a good thing, because in the comics, they weren't always there. The roster changed. So it's a good thing not to have everybody showing up. And I don't know how you would have shoehorned all of them in. 
but it was nice to see this movie. Uh, whereas Winter Soldier was kind of a 70s spy thriller kind of deal. This got to the heart of the Marvel Universe and the two different sides. Uh, we've talked about you know, Marvel Civil War, Team Iron Man, Team Captain America, and both have their merits. And in the comics, I was Team Captain America. But I got to tell you, in the movie, I was Team Iron Man. And that surprised me because I thought going in, oh, I'm just going to rehash my feelings towards Iron Man and the animosity I felt towards him, and I'm going to, you know, support Captain America and all this. And I felt like the way it was presented, it flipped sides for me. And I think that's the interesting part because if you've watched any of these movies and you've read these comics, as I have, you you have this ingrained, you know, almost a decade, I guess really a decade of civil war in your mind. So seeing the movie, you're like, oh, this is going to rehash that. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. And some of that was because of the way it had to be presented. The The motivating factor was not the new warriors. It was the Avengers themselves. The motivating uh, animus for Iron Man uh, at Captain America was the Winter Soldier. And that wasn't the biggest part of uh, Civil War. It was in there, but it wasn't the same thing. And I think that's the key part for me. This was not a rehash of the comic book, and I liked that. Now, I'm, I'm a guy who likes to adhere to the comic as much as possible, but here I think they did a phenomenal job of making me care about it in a different way. Tony Stark was still snarky. Captain America was still holier than thou. Uh, Iron Man did his things. War Machine did his things. But there was a lot of motivation in there. And the line that they played in the clips was, you know, Captain America saying, Bucky, he was my, he's my friend, he was my friend. And Iron Man, Tony Stark saying, so was I. And, and that's, that's pivotal for me because if, if you believe these people, yes, they have differences of opinion. They have different ways of doing things. And if you look back in the first Avengers movie, Captain America was more deferential to Tony, called him Mr. Stark. But by this point, he's calling him Tony. And that's a dramatic change from a formal relationship to the relationship of you're my friend and I, I'm you know on that level where I can call you by your first name. That wasn't the case early on in this grouping, but it was here. And Captain America was all ready to sign the, the uh, Registration Act, but then Tony makes a comment and it flips it. And it flips it completely. Now, I don't totally buy the whole Winter Soldier setup deal. It, it was it was okay. And I'm waiting to see. They didn't kill off the villain, Baron Helmet, sorry, Colonel Helmet Zemo. Uh, if you've read your comic, you know that Helmet Zemo is Baron Helmet Zemo, um, the son of a Nazi scientist from, well, Hydra, I guess, in this sense. But in this sense, he was not. He was a Death Squad guy. But you really didn't – he didn't come off as a death squad guy. He came off as revenge was his motivation, pure and simple revenge. And he never had to throw a punch at any of the heroes to divide them and conquer them. And I think that is genius. So when you have the – you have Loki who's a god. You have Ultron who's a super tough robot. You have a, a guy, just a guy. Now he happens to be Helmet Zemo, so we'll see where that leads in the future. But he's just a guy – and he had revenge because his wife and daughter were killed. And that was it. And he 
planned all this, and he tore them apart. And that's key. I, I think that is huge. We, we've criticized, I have criticized the Marvel Cinematic Universe for not really developing the villains. And I didn't need a whole lot more development for Helmet Zemo. He made me feel his anger, his revenge, his just a little bit twisted guy. Now, if he's head of a death squad, obviously he's twisted. But you, you could feel it, the, th- the lengths he went to. And you didn't know where it's all going to play out. You're thinking, okay, this guy's going to do something. He got them to fight each other, beat on each other, and effectively ruin their friendship over this. He did that. And, and that, is, that is a huge thing. I mean, it sets it off. The whole thing precipitates by a bomb in um, Africa that the vendors are involved with because of this guy. And I got to tell you, it, it was it caught me. Now, that I will be honest, if you were not a comic book nerd, some of the early part after the initial action, which they tend to do in the Marvel Universe, there was some exposition and a lot of talking. And it, it can get a little draggy a little bit there. But, boy, once the action kicks up and you start to get the emotional thrill ride, you're starting to go, okay, I got it. I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm getting getting behind it and I truly truly got behind it I was I was amazed I took my wife and my daughter and they both enjoyed it immensely um, again not, they're not comic book nerds so this is not something that they exclusively really know that much about but they just enjoyed it for the cinematic virtue that it was now this is not an Oscar winner and I got criticism about talking about you know cinema you know, Marvel movies or comic book movies are not Oscar worthy and somebody in the in the emails pointed out that Heath Ledger won an Oscar for the Joker in uh, Batman Returns. Uh, yes, he did, and he's the he's the exception that proves the rule. Because name another one. I mean, you got one. <laughs> okay, in all the Oscars that have been given for Best Actor, name another in a comic book movie. You can't because there aren't any. He was it. Yeah, he got one. Great. So that's aside. This is not Oscar worthy. This is not superior acting chops this was emotion caught on screen between two friends and you can you can put yourself in that place take you can be iron man you can be captain america it doesn't matter you're gonna have your friends and the way they put spider-man in felt perfect the way they brought ant-man in was another comic relief perfect um both added to the story without detracting you know there's this big fight scene at the airport it could have gone horribly, horribly wrong, and it went very, very well. And to me, that's a huge, huge boon for the Russo brothers. They, they did a great job with this movie. Uh, I didn't like their work on, the commun- on Community, the TV show, but, boy, I, I sure do like what they're doing with Captain America. And I, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if Chris Evans is going to be on for any more movies, what they're going to do, if he's going to retire Chris Evans and bring in somebody else to take the mantle, which has happened in the comic books. I'm just thrilled by what we got, and I, I th- I'm glad they didn't kill Captain America at the end. It would have been too trite. It would have been what you expected because, one, I knew it was in the comics, and two, you'd have to bring him back at some point, and why do you have to bring him back if it was a comic event and we already know he came back? So what's the point? I loved that they didn't go that route, and I think that was great. Um, I just I can't wait to see what they do with Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I think Tom Holland did a phenomenal job. He actually looks the age, the right age for Peter Parker in high school. Um, he's a computer geek, uh, rebuilds dumpster diving computers. I, I think it's phenomenal, and I, I love that about it. And uh, this is definitely a movie worth seeing. 
Uh, I think you would enjoy it, even if you don't enjoy comic books, which why are you listening to this podcast if you don't enjoy comic books, but that's your decision. I think this is a phenomenal way to spend an afternoon or an evening. Uh, I think it, it appeals to anybody who likes action drama. It, yes, they're superheroes and they're CGI, but on its deepest level, it's about human interaction and human um, human frailty is probably the best way for me to put it, how you can be disappointed by your friends. Your friends aren't always going to be treating you the way you think you should be treated by your friends, and guess what? That happens. That's in life. That's what people deal with. So I think it was great. Uh, I give it two thumbs up, um, three shields, four shields, whatever you want to call it. I, I think it was just a, a very good movie, and I enjoyed it immensely. And I going in, I wasn't sure about Captain America. When the whole Captain America thing started with the first Avenger movie in 2011, I didn't love Captain America going, I said that. I've got a, a full-size picture of Chris Evans as Captain America for the first Captain America movie. And I'm like, uh, kind of embarrassed by that because I don't really like Captain America that much. He's not my favorite superhero in the Marvel Universe. But, you know, my wife got it for me. She thought it would be cool. So she, it, it sits up. I really, I really, really like this movie. And I, I liked Winter Soldier a lot. And I think those two movies have made me feel like, you know, Captain America's got some good stories out there. He's got some great opportunity to expand and go forward. Maybe he can't carry a comic book series month to month. But, man, a movie every every two or three years, yeah, I think at least in the foreseeable future, he's got something there. He's got something we can, we can sink our teeth into, and I, I'm, really, I'm really impressed. I'm, I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done okay with Iron Man, has done less than okay with the Hulk. I think Ant-Man was good. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is good. I think the Avengers have been good. Uh, and I think the Captain America, by far the, the trilogy so far, has been the best of those groupings. The Thor movies, like we talked about, okay. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. If you have seen it, check it out again. It's worth seeing. I think you'll you'll really appreciate the the cinematography, the the visuals, and just the whole movie just screams, I got to watch this again because there's so many good lines and so much snarky comments from Iron Man. And it, it just, it's just very, very worth watching uh, again and again. So I, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. And if you have, again, go see it again because I think you will be um, very happy. So thank you for joining us. Uh, I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.